I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Coming up on TMS, Rose by any other name would be a strawberry. No! Be one yawn splaining D's nuts chowed butter shanter 64 guy in a hut who's good with rock loki is just a side quest it puts the lotion on its skin or else it drinks from the hose again turtles all the way down to the butt <laughs> sorry i stepped on that one the cone of shame and the diaper of poop checking out some dude's hose flushing the detritus semi-serious grandfather of yahoo wong vengers long live j fred mugs the largest gayest person with amy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I am Japanese. My country manufactures the finest information computers in the world. You know what I think of Nintendo? And he dropped his pants and mooned Nintendo. The Morning Stream. It's a thing with stuff. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. This is the morning stream for Thursday, January, January, June 23rd. <laughs> I saw the Jade. You really want to put us into January. I don't know why, but you I, really want to put us into January. I don't January. either. I, look, if I could do the last six months over, would I? No, probably not. It's, oh, it's been an okay six months. Mm. It's been fine. We had a great time in Vegas. Why would I want to change that? I don't want yeah. to change that. Yeah. I had people with COVID around me and I didn't catch it. Why would I change that? Right. Anyway, <laughs> right. Yeah. June 23rd, 2022. It's good to be here, everybody. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Good morning, Brian. Hello. All right. So a uh, couple things to get yeah. out of the way here early Let's in the get show. Them out of the way. Let's just knock them out of the way. That's right. Uh, walking the dog this morning and had a thought. All right. Okay. She's taking her couple of poops. She sure. always, she oh, always... I'm so glad yours does it outside the house. Yeah, I do love that. Yeah. Uh, and she problems lately. Had a little problems lately. Our, uh, uh, Daisy is developing canine cognitive disorder, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the doggy version of Alzheimer's. Basically, she'll sit and stare in corners and get confused easily, and you can just kind of tell. And one of the oh. other side effects is just pooping in the house. And yeah. uh, I didn't know that. How old? Did, I thought yeah. she was a little younger. She's no? fourteen. She is. Yeah, uh, she's up there. Yeah. Actually, she's going to be fifteen next month. She's an old pooch. <laughs> well, uh, may she live long and prosper and also poop less in the house. That'd be yeah, great. I know. I think it's diaper time. <laughs> well, oh, they'd love those, anyway. too. They love to have that on. And my, we had a dog that was sold. We had to put a diaper on it, and then it would try to chew the diaper off, so we had to put a cone uh-huh. on it. And by the time we were done with that dog, 
It's just a nightmare. I felt bad. Like a for suit it. of armor on this thing, a diaper, a cone. Yeah, and... it was no good. But anyway, we're out walking the dogs. Anyway, anyway, yes. Rainer did her thing, and and we're enjoying it. It's beautiful out. Great morning for this. Birds are chirping. Flowers smell. You can smell the flowers everywhere. They're just mm. great. Anyway, having a great time. And then I just thought of something because we were talking. Kim and I were talking about secondary water sources and how they use that to mm-hmm. to water lawns and stuff. And sure. we got in this whole conversation about, well, this whole strip of grass is such a waste. That should be zero escaped. Uh, that <laughs> over there, so. like there's so many little spots of like a strip or a little bulb of grass that people put in these neighborhoods yeah. that are just, it's pointless to have them there. Now you got to have water there, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh yeah, and the drought and this and that, it'd be cool if they could figure out a way to spend less, you know, you spend more or less water than we need to and blah, blah, blah. And then it occurred to me, because I was looking at some guy's yard and I saw his hose. Mm-hmm. The question popped into my mind. When was the last time I drank from a hose? Like drank water out of a hose. Right directly I, from like turned on the hose. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. And took water right from it. And I think there's a generational thing here. And that's why I wanted to ask you about it. Because since you and I come from the same exact era. Yeah. there The 70s and the late 70s, early 80s, mid 80s, whatever. Our, our kind of formative years, our growing up years, it was not unusual to drink out of a hose. In fact, at least yeah, for me, it was time. like, yeah. you're, it's hot, it's the summer, you're with your friends. Playing outside with your friends. Right. Yeah. Go get the hose, turn it on, drink right from the hose. Who cares if there's an earwig in there? You know, you just, right. you just drink it. <laughs> and then I thought, well, I haven't done that since then. Like, since the 80s and 90s, maybe the 90s, I have not put mouth to hose. <laughs> In that amount of time. And Jamie. I wondered if you if you have done the same or if you have recently like taken a big swig of, of hose water. No, not uh not in a long time. Certainly not like the Arvada Arvada tap water. Yeah. Um, at least in our area, there is a very tinny taste to it. It's not good. Like mm. we have to do if we're drinking any water, we give water to the dogs or the cats. Um, then we uh we use this filtered water that comes out of the uh, the front of the fridge. Same. Um, yeah. Can't can't drink the tap water, yeah. um, and because of that, I mean, I'm even trying to think of like when the last time I would have done it prior to that, and um, it had to have just been you know the 80s. Yeah, you know, when we were kids. So here's my thinking. I think there's a whole generation of people who wouldn't dare do this. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. I'm trying to think now if I put myself in the position of some 12 year old. Hey, drink out of the hose. He'd probably go, ew, no, I'll go in the house. I'll get a, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Like he wouldn't, I don't think they would do it. But what's the reason? You know, let's say, let's say the water tasted just fine out of the tap. Um, you're basically, it's the same source. You know, it's, it's, uh, it goes through either a, a faucet uh, outside your mm-hmm. house into the hose mm-hmm. or it goes into a faucet inside your house over the sink. It's the same, same source. You're absolutely right. The only difference is from source to mouth is this long twisty tube of potential spiders and ants. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. So like bugs well, are in there. You don't uh, just put the empty hose in front of your <laughs> mouth and then go turn the water on. Yeah, but I assume you know? I assume there's like an earwig or something in there that's just hanging on for dear life and then finally lets go by the time I'm actually doing it. Yeah. That's what I would yeah. always think. But like, it, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like it would be frowned upon today in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's like a cultural thing, but I think if I was, yeah. a, if I was a parent today... And one of my kids went, nah, I'm going to drink out of the hose. I go, oh, don't drink out of the hose. Like, I would be against it 
yeah. in principle. Whereas when we were kids, let's go freaking hose, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it's, it's for me, it would be less uh, about the spiders and the bugs and stuff, but also like the bacteria from like standing water and the hose as it's coiled up on the, uh, um, on the side so that, you know, turning it on for a while. Yeah. It'll flush, it'll flush some big detritus. Is that de- detritus? Detritus. Detrit- That's right. Detritus. Yeah. I did yeah. say it right. I like it'll flush the big, you know, little critters out of there first, but if you've got standing water with bacteria, anything like that, then it's going to kind of swirl around and mix in there before it comes out. And uh, so even letting it run for a while might not get that business out of there right away. Yeah, see, that's gross. And I never thought of that as a kid, but I wonder. So now I'm going to go all Alex Jones on us and say that the reason you okay. and I have not gotten COVID is because we drank out of the hose when we were kids. <laughs> and it made us strong. Made us stronger. Might, you know what? There's, there's probably something to that. I mean, there's a lot to be said for the um you know the kids who are exposed to uh to everything in kindergarten and grade school and all that sort of thing versus the kids who maybe get homeschooled who get some advantages in other ways but then disadvantages in, in like only getting the diseases that their parents are nice enough to bring home You're from right. work <laughs> exactly it very well could be yeah. so in yeah. commemoration of our discussion about hoses and hose water i play this no sloppy hose no sloppy hose. No, no sloppy hose. Uh, all right. So there's that. I also brought a fun list. Sure. You like lists, right? These yeah, I like lists. Well, good. Depends because... on what it's a list of. If it's a list of uh, things you don't like about me, then I don't want to hear it oh, again. No, Scott. I only have one. I only have a list of one things I don't like about Brian, and here it is. <laughs> that he's not here all the time, oh, every minute of the day. Oh, that, that Scott lives too far away. That's the only <laughs> thing I don't like about Scott. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Like in yeah. studio, hanging yeah. out. Oh my gosh, Jeez. I would love yeah. that. Kim would bring. Hey, the you know the the Justin and Brian did it. Yeah, you guys just saw. Well, let's see who who has uh, gummies and weed. Oh wait, I'm going to Colorado. Everybody, I'll see you. <laughs> right, come on. I'm down. going there. All right, wait, who's closer to Vegas? Oh, I'll be Ooh, right there. Scott. Wait a minute, yeah, like, <laughs> just move us both to Vegas. There. Solved. There um, we go. Right. It lets inconvenience both of us. I think some, that's fair. There's some really nice areas in North Vegas that I wouldn't mind living in, but not sure. right now because sure. it's all going for way too much money. But uh, yeah, you know, in a normal market, it might. Right. You know, yeah. I could think about it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, here are some weird facts I just wanted to share with you. Okay. All right. Uh, last time you went to the dentist, you had uh, you know cleaning, cl- typical cleaning, always watching out for that nerve, all that stuff we always talk about. Sure. Right? Yep. Well, did you know that humans have been performing dentistry? Let me have you guess first. How long do you think a human has performed dentistry of some sort? Hmm. Um, if you had to give it a so, an era so like or we're a saying, year. when were the first like dental tools created, or or you know, yes. basically somebody going in and looking at your teeth and saying, "Oh, this this looks bad. I'm going to have to pull this out," kind of thing. Yes, that earliest um, of that. You know, obviously geez. without the, some of the innovations we have in painkillers and things today, but. You know. I would say, God, I'd go way back. I would say, uh, like fourteenth century. Like uh, that's a like, good long time ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would have said that exact era if it were me, but I found out today that we have been performing dentistry since seven thousand BC. BC, holy cow! Okay, I guess that now that in hindsight, I did. I do feel like that was a really bad guess because. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you think of like uh, 
tenth century and ninth century and the you know yeah. stuff like the and Huns some of and, this some of this might be a guy in wow. a hut who's good with a rock you know like sure well a lot of it probably would have been but holy cow seven thousand BC okay that's 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 impressive. a lot that's right. a lot that yeah. makes it officially one of the oldest professions so you got the dentistry you got the hooker mm-hmm. okay because mm-hmm. that that they've been going for a long time the hookers. It's the, the world's uh, oldest profession, as they call it. Yeah, they do. So it's right up there with that. And uh, yeah. the two don't really intertwine. All right, moving on. All right. <laughs> Hopefully not, anyway. Uh, did you know the very first documented feature film was made? Oh. Not here, not in in the UK, not anywhere else, but Australia in 1906. US, was, huh? Where? Where? Huh? <laughs> you said not here, not in the UK. Oh, I guess you're saying yeah. not here. Also, not in the UK. Yeah, also gotcha. not okay. the UK. Yeah, I, I wasn't assigning myself to the UK right then. <laughs> not here, not in the, UA, not Aust- in the UK. Australia, <laughs> 1906. What were you guys doing really? down there? The first, uh, first documentary in Australia. Yeah, they don't. Here. They don't say. Uh, well, they say documented feature film. So, meaning. It's the only one they can document is accurate, but it's not a documentary. Oh, it's a oh, full oh. film. Gotcha. Not a documentary. Okay. The first feature film. Really? Yeah. Australia. Yeah. Would have been on. And it I'm feature, sure. Did it feature Yahoo Sirius's grandpa? It did. With all the hair. Semi, semi-serious. Yeah. <laughs> and then they would have him mouth something, and then they would show a text screen that said, <laughs> that's not a knife. This is a knife. And then they'd you know, right, keep exactly. going. Exactly. Love it. Sh- shrimps on the Barbie and all that. Uh, yeah. All right. Here's, here's this. Uh, ancient Roman surgeons... <clears throat> I love this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're trained to okay. block out the screams of human pain. They were trained not only to be a surgeon to go in and like, you know, take kidney your out. kidney uh-huh. out, but they were like trained to like ignore the horrible time you're having. <laughs> well, that's good, right? Because you don't want, uh, I mean, obviously you want them to be aware of you being in pain, but you don't want them to be distracted and say, oh God, he just screamed. Oh, I just cut a major artery. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, that's that's good. I'd rather I'd rather my doctor be able to tune that out and maybe the nurse be able to say, oh, um, I think he's in pain. Doctor, let's, you know, let's give him a little bit more uh, anesthetic there or, or whatever. Sure. Let's have him be in control. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's one that blew my mind. Okay. I heard once that bananas are berries. Okay. Yes. Which blew my mind. Right. And I was like, are you right. kidding me? Well, I found out today. Because technically their seeds are on the inside right even though there's you can't tell you can't tell bananas bear uh seeds but yeah. oh right uh yeah well because technically the banana part is the seed the peel you mean the i don't know is oh it? no right 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 the, the the meat of the banana is the seed is the right. actual seed right yeah so we're yeah, eating the seed right. is what we're that's doing right there. yes and the old ones were gnarly the ones we have today are all like calm down and easy but back in the day freaking ancient bananas dude those mm. things are a nightmare it's Ugh. like eating a shoe all right, here's uh, this one blew my mind. Apples, peaches, and raspberries are all members of the Rose family. And I don't mean, you know, oh. Johnny Rose and his family in Schitt's Creek. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, the flower, a rose. Yeah, this was uh, this was a um, uh, a Trivial Pursuit question at one point, and I got it wrong, and I had no idea. But that's, isn't that crazy? That's yeah. totally weird. And totally nuts. Here, This one also was weird. Canada, not the U.S., Canada. Wait, uh-huh. I gotta play the thing because that's what we do here. Canada, Canada, or Canada. Um, they eat more macaroni and cheese than any other nation in the world, including us. Really? Yeah, yeah. Think of that. That's a big deal. Uh, that is a big deal. Yeah. Like not France. <laughs> yeah, or, or, uh, or I figured it'd be us because we're such pigs. But well, no. yeah, right. No. I'll take it if you guys want to have that oh, one. <laughs> 
That's fine. Tally points out it's probably the poutine. <laughs> it's that they, it's that they have to put the, uh, the the mozzarella cheese and or the cheese curds and the uh, the gravy on everything. Is the is the ma- oh I see. Well, is the is mac and can you have mac and cheese kind of poutine combo kind of deal? Is that a thing you can I, do? suppose right like cheese curds and macaroni pasta you could put anything in there you want right you could yeah you absolutely could i mean you're basically going to melt it anyway melt it down so it's just going to be cheese but um very nice all right here's one that i love i love this one Mm -hmm. okay there is a geocache on the international space station that was placed there in 2008 and it has since been visited four times by other astronauts looking for it (laughs) i love that they have to pop out their little gps thing and and follow uh follow the path to get to it that's yeah, crazy they gotta like figure out where on the station it is i don't know how many of them right. know about it but i freaking love that stuff um does gps work in space or how does it icor oh, ask yeah, i don't know man it totally wouldn't work in space. <laughs> i assume yeah. it not this would be like written it's instructions global positioning system and if you're not on the globe yeah then, then it wouldn't work so uh i bet the crap they put in there is so boring it's like oh, another screwdriver mm-hmm. <laughs> Some boring space Another stuff. golf ball. Thanks a lot, Buzz. Yeah, thanks, Buzz Lightyear over there. <laughs> Buzz. Buzz. I guess it'd be Buzz Aldrin. And I was thinking more Aldrin than yeah, Lightyear. Yeah. But I hear that movie's not doing too well. I heard, well, it took second place to, um, what's the one that's killing so her Jurassic right Park is Jurassic still, Park, yeah. still, even weeks later, is still leading, but... Lightyear is uh, Lightyear's uh, better reviewed than Jurassic Park, though. That third for sure. Jurassic yeah. Park getting tanked on the reviews, but the uh, I don't know. People seem to generally I like. People Lightyear. are like basically thinking, oh, "I'll just wait. This will be on Disney Plus before too long." That's what I'm doing. So yeah, I'm part of the problem. Yeah, have you watched uh, Doctor Strange now that it's on Disney Plus? Uh, no, but I did. I'm so lame and out of it on this. I just heard yesterday that it was there, so we're gonna watch it okay. this week sometime. I think. Cool. Um, somebody cool. complained to me. Jeff Delgado, an artist friend of mine online, said that he was bugged how clean everyone is in it, and he in, misses uh, in 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 multiverse. Strange? Yeah, he says he prefers how gritty and grimy and dirty and muddy everybody got in Endgame because well, he felt like the stakes were higher when everyone gets a little messed up. And Doctor Strange, nobody sweats yeah. or gets dirty. He says, I don't know. Oh, kind of I disagree. Thing. I think there is a there is a battle in a dusty attic that uh, that absolutely or a dusty like a dusty room. I guess it's not an attic, but uh, sure. I don't know. That's a weird. It's a weird take, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a weird take. Drench Wildfowl, you nailed it. It is a weird take. Well, it's a weird like take, my, but I don't like think my it's superheroes dirty. I mean, that's. <laughs> I don't think it's that different though than saying you want your starship, your Star Wars ships, to be banged up and scuffed and not. I think it's a different thing, right? Because those are flying through space, and it's like you know, there there's going to be space dust and rocks and and little meteors and flying crap and stuff out there all, all over the place. But uh, you know, uh, superheroes have the ability to clean themselves and wash their uh, uniforms and stuff like that. So. Sure. Sure. There's always somebody standing off to the side to give Doctor Strange a a, a, hot, a nice hot towel that he can just yeah. towel off his face. So yeah, exactly. that's what you get. Oh when my you're god, a, are you going to be able to understand Doctor Strange without seeing Loki? Ooh, I don't know. Am I? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I assume so because they're not going to make a giant movie that's very expensive that no that you can only see if you've right. seen Loki. It's got to be. No, yeah, you'll 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 have no problem. Or should I just watch Loki first? Well, you know. should watch Loki anyway. Okay. I mean, I get uh, yeah. I don't know why I haven't done it. I just need to sit down and freaking do it. I don't know what it is. You know what it is? Somebody the other day said something that kind of stuck with me, and this is a yeah. problem. 
Yeah. Because now I can't get it out of my head. And, and Brian, okay, fine. I have a theory too, but let me hear your theory Talk first. me down from this tree. Here we go. They said, oh, no, it was one of those memes, and I retweeted it. One of those memes of uh, the guy sitting at the table with a big sign out front. He's holding his coffee, smiling, and it's one of those prove me, prove me wrong or whatever. Oh, yes, right, that guy, yes. And it uh-huh. said, all MCU movies since Endgame are like finishing the main story in a big open world video game and and now just doing side quests you never got around to. <laughs> and that resonated with me a little bit <clears throat> because you've uh, had you've had that big thing. Now yes, they're going to build up to something new, you know, whatever right, the next right. big wave is. Yeah. But it's a, just a lot of side quests right now. It is, right. It's, you know, it's a Black <clears throat> Widow. Let's do a little flashback quest and uh, yeah. Shang-Chi, which I still say, you know, I mean, so damn good. I love um, that movie. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it doesn't, you know, we just don't know how everything's going to tie together. Kevin Feige did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter last week and said, oh, yeah, we've got we've got a plan of what... The, the end of phase four looks like that takes us into phase five. So sure. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting before I pass any, any judgment, but, um, you're excited. I'm excited. I'm always excited. Like, so you know, of course you should be your giant Marvel fan. You should be. I'm a giant Marvel fan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and maybe it's, it's cause I, you know, know enough about the Eternals that I enjoyed that movie more than the, the audience coming in completely blind or the, sure. the, um, you know, the black widow thing or, uh, I like black widow uh, a lot. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Me too. I was mostly, um, you know, Yelena stealing the movie, but it was still, it good. really was. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And I'll then stole, uh, the, the Hawkeye TV show again. <laughs> yeah. Came in there and made that better. Yep, uh, exactly. I don't know. There's just so much of it. I think part of it is not fatigue, but kind of just like, Oh man, all these probably side quests. is a little bit of fatigue too, though. Yeah, I kind of look forward to when we get a proper Avengers follow up. You know, Where right? It's just like, right. who are they exactly. now? Who okay, are cool. new? Are we going to get new Avengers? Is is Captain Falcon going to be leading a team with uh, Ant Man and, and and folks like that, mm-hmm. or are they setting up a new Avengers led by Wong, which is going to be? Um, the Quicksilver kid, uh, or the you know the the speedster son of uh, Wanda, yeah. the uh, the yeah. Wiccan son yeah. of Wanda. Yeah, you're gonna get Ms. Uh, Ms. Marvel Hawkeye in there. Girl. You got the little uh, Ms. Marvel doing real good so far. She'll yeah, be in Ms. there. Marvel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, I mean that stuff's super interesting to me, and so it's good to yeah. try to keep up. There's just so much of it, and there the Star so Wars stuff it, is like, yeah. hey, did you watch Obi Wan? Yeah, I saw the first two episodes, and then I got behind. Oh, it's over now. Oh well, shit. Okay, well, I'll get around to it, I guess. Oh, it's just a lot. Watch the fi- watch the finale yesterday. So good. Was I really good? liked. The, I liked the finale a lot. Yeah. Was it Vader going? No. The whole the whole episode. It's thirty minutes and or forty five minutes. And what they do is, you know, he says that at the beginning. No, and then they cut to another scene. Come back. He's like, oh, and then they go. <laughs> Oh, don't make it better. That sounds great. I want to see that. <laughs> uh, no, I've heard really good things about the finale, so we're gonna yeah. we, we got to punch through that because we really like the first two uh, episodes. It was fine. And and I'm good. excited to hear not just what you think of Ms. Marvel when you start <clears throat> watching it, but uh, what Carter thinks because it feels like this is just so right up Carter's alley. Yeah, I've heard this. You're not the first to say that. It seems like it might yeah. fit her uh, yeah. her vibe perfectly. And people are just seem like they're just I, all I hear is it's delightful and wonderful and you should watch it and it's great and so I'll, I'll, we'll get to that one. 
Yeah. Okay, back to our cool list. Check this out. Uh, oh, let's see. Where did it go? Here it is. This is nuts. Because we brought up this yesterday, like the longest running shows uh, conversation that we had. Well, check this out. From 1953 to 1957, NBC's Today Show had a chimpanzee mm, co-host. Yes, did. Yes. I didn't know this. His name was yeah. J. Fred Muggs. Fred Muggs. Yep, and, absolutely. And, and it says he earned the network around $100 million during his run, however that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't know this. Yeah, I don't know how he was incorporated in the show. I mean, I guess he's kind of like uh, Kathy Lee Gifford and just sat there and drank wine for an hour. But uh, uh, yeah. Today's show. I want to see if I can get a picture of this guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, just looks like a chimpanzee. Make oh. sure you're able to tell him from Willard Scott, though. <laughs> It's impossible. You talk in action, by the way. He was born in Ogden. Yeah. Scott was. I don't see. Oh, these are just the monkeys on the Today Show the band. Hold on. Ah. Uh, let's see. What was his name? J. J. Fred Muggs. Two G's. J. Fred Muggs. Oh. Wow. What was the point of this? Just to be goofy? Just to say, just hey. Just to be goofy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and occasionally they'd have a second monkey. Here, chat. Look. See, there's J. Fred Muggs, and then they had a little baby girl monkey there, too. And then they had all clocks on the wall. And this must be after the big news drops, right? They're like, all right, well, we just talked about the horrible uh, war in Korea. Now let's just talk about monkey shit or whatever. By the way, J. Fred Muggs, still alive. What? He's 70 years old. What? And uh, J. Fred Muggs is still alive. <laughs> he has outlived two of the co-hosts two of the hosts that he was on the tv show with that's crazy yeah Yeah. oh my gosh j fred muggs this is news to me just never heard this (laughs) but i kind of also love it yeah all right one more uh see if i can find the one i liked let's see here it is right here oh this is i don't have any way to compare this to anything so listen uh, Bobby, you in the chat, some other science-minded folks, if y'all want to, like, you know, confirm or deny this, we'll give this a little scrutiny. Scrutiny. Here's some scrutiny. Um, An animal yawn, so when they yawn, you know. Yeah, yeah. I had to explain that. (laughs) Hey, Brian, you know yawning. Thanks for yawn-splaining to me, yes. Uh, uh, Sorry. All right. An animal's yawn is based on how large their brain is. The bigger the brain, the longer they will yawn. Really? Is that true? And huh. if it is, citation needed. I just don't have a yeah, citation here. Yeah, for sure. Here. Exactly. Uh, oh, and then one you'll like. There are more Lego minifigures on this planet right now than there are people on this planet. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, no. So wow, they've made over well, if, they've made over 8 billion of the minifigs, I guess is what that is. That means. is insane. Like, that feels like... Uh, Wow. Okay. That seems. Bad. I mean, there are many. There are way more in this house. I think there are even more versions of of Thor in this house than uh, there are people living in this house. Yeah. There's more Thor per capita in Brian's house. Yeah. In my house. Than yeah. any other house. All right. Tell me. <laughs> tell me what happened on your lift yesterday. I'm glad you liked my little so, uh, addition there. You didn't yeah, really pinch anyone's like, nipple. Yes. Yeah. I was expecting fur, but anyway. Um, <laughs> So, uh, decided to do some lifting yesterday, driving lift for lift. I should call it that as opposed to like power lifting or weight lifting or something mm. like that. And, uh, 
uh, start out, nice little short ride, took me into Golden, and then uh, ding, I get the little noise, and a ride has been added to your queue. It's like, oh, cool, which means, you know, as soon as you drop person A off, yeah. there's already a ride waiting for you at person B. You don't have to sit there and say, okay, when am I getting another ride? Is that a location thing? Um, they tell you that it's like near where you're dropping off? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they, they, they definitely pick wondered somebody about that. that is... That makes yep. sense. You're not going to have you go cross town for another pickup. Totally. Whatever. Yeah, they've yeah. done that before and it drives me crazy. Um, especially going from Boulder up to uh, Longmont, which I had to do again yesterday. Oh, my God. I took somebody from a shopping mall. Mm. Or, or, I'm sorry. took somebody from Longmont down to the shopping mall on the far south end of town. An, a 90-minute drive. It cost them like... I don't know how much it cost them, but I ended up with like 50 bucks out of it. Um, and they just sat and typed on their uh, iPad the entire time. I don't know if they were responding to email or, or doing what, but uh, they were quiet. I just had my... <laughs> I'll say this too. I had my music on. Um, I figured out that that I put on uh, Sirius XM's Chill Station, mm. which is down tempo and house music, right? Yeah, I like it. Because I find that it's it's uh, not that it's preferred by everybody, but it's the least offensive to everybody, or the least you know, you'll find less people <laughs> complain about that than oh man, eighties music, uh or or uh, oh, 90s, uh, or whatever. It's Have you like, had people complain about music before? I've never had anybody complain oh. about music, but but I know that people would, right? Like I feel like like that stuff is just so oral landscape. You're hearing sure. it in a freaking grocery store dress barn, uh, those Starbucks, whatever. And yeah, you're just nothing to complain about, about when you hear nothing that stuff. Nothing to complain about it. Anyway, sure. so uh, do my little short ride takes me to the Golden. Get my writer added to queue. Go pick him up at the School of Mines, the you know the engineering school in Colorado. Mm. Pull up, and it's a guy who looks like he's been living in his clothes, his his current clothes. Like there's, he's wearing blue jeans, and they've kind of got that that worn brown gray kind of look uh, to it. Yeah, I know the type. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he gets in the car and I'm immediately hit with, <laughs> with odor, with uh, some serious bow, some, some yeah. bo. Yeah. Yes, and all I could do is think about Jerry the whole time. Yep. And he needs a ride all the way up to <laughs> Boulder, forty minute ride up to friggin' Boulder, Colorado. Oh. And I'm like, oh, geez, you know, it's like. I, I, it's within my rights as a Lyft driver to say, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to drop you off here. You can get another ride. They probably won't charge you for this ride, whatever. Um, but I can't be that guy. And, I, and I, I'm even like, I can't be the guy who says, hey, I'm going to roll down the window a little bit. You all right with that? Because yeah, it'll be obvious that I'm doing stink. it because you rake. Yeah. You have to be like Kramer. You stink, you'd have to say. Exactly. Yeah. I, You know, I just don't want to be... I don't want to be rude. So uh, we get up to uh, his location, and thankfully I keep a bottle of Febreze, like a little spritzer of Febreze in the car just for the, this, this sort of situation. It's like, pss, pss, pss. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Lyft app says, you know, for every ride at the very end of it, they get their thing that says, was your driver a good driver? Did they do things right? And blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they rate. I still have a perfect five-star rating, everybody. Well done. It's because of my EDM. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but they ask me, they ask the drivers now the same thing. They said, how was this person as a rider? Would you drive them again? Yeah. And for the first time ever, I clicked 
No. No. And then it comes to a follow-up screen and says, were they rude? Were they um, inappropriate? Did they leave a mess? And there's like, no, really wasn't any of those. No. Uh, other. It's, <laughs> other. A big, it's a big other. And all I could do is put other yeah. and then submit it. it. All it'll do is basically just, um, you know, give him a three-star rating as a writer. And then uh, uh, it'll never match him up with me again. Mm. That's good, though. Yeah. That's good because you don't need it's that good. in your oh, car. That'll good. that'll yes. you'll leave a stain after a while if you sit there. And I'm long. like, oh man, is he going to look down at his his lift score and now all of a sudden see that his lift score went down and be able to connect it to me? And I don't know how does that, that work. I, I assume they don't. I yeah. assume they keep that stuff anonymous, right? They, they do, but I mean, you know, if he only takes one lift ride yesterday, then he's going <laughs> to pretty much know which one did it to him. Some people so can't. Some people can't distinguish between a napkin and their own pants. And that's and I know people like this where uh, it's right. food, yeah. it's dirt, it's I don't ever wash these. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was a matter of he had not showered or bathed. I mean, you know, he, he it's possible he was homeless. He spent thirty dollars on a ride up to Boulder, um, uh, so he's more than likely carless. <laughs> did it all through his phone, I guess. Yeah, right. So he's got a phone. I don't know. It's just wild. He's got a phone. He's got a payment plan, and yeah, I just felt, right. I felt really bad and. Yeah, anyway. I would have now. So you asked the question, what would you do? Um, yeah, I would think. You, would you stop and just say, "Sorry, man, you've got to get out." No, I wouldn't do that. I would do exactly. In fact, what you've done done all the way to the thing you submitted is one hundred percent what I would have done okay. because the the okay. I think it's fair. In the moment, you were you were a gracious host and did the thing that I think is the right thing. So I would have totally done that. I think the the follow up thing with the rating is totally fine too, but I think they should give you some granularity as to why. Yes. Um, and that's not a you problem. That's a them problem. They should let you say, if you're going to say other, then let me just put in a quick word. Um, you know, hasn't bathed in a long time or something. Right. Or right. Exactly. There's, there's got, what is the right way? Like, uh, uh, cause smelly or <laughs> not, give me, give me like, what's the, uh, right way to put it? Uh, unhygienic mm-hmm. poor poor hygiene, maybe. Um, and maybe chat room suggests, and I don't know, it could be true that this guy was like this, he's at some really physical labor job and this is how he looks yeah. every day when he's done. And who knows the it's reason he needed to lift yeah. and couldn't commute cause his car's in the shop. I mean, it could be a million things, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I were him. I feel like I would be cognizant of how grody I am and that I'm going to be in someone else's car for a while. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to have, yeah. I'd have to have a, if I'm going to do a Lyft or an Uber, if I'm in that condition, it's got to be some desperate thing going on. Cause otherwise, yeah. why would I be like that? I would think so. And you know what? Uh, then, then this is a better way of handling it than, you know, making them feel bad and that sort of thing. What, what, what Lyft should do is wait until he's taken three or four more rides and then, bring, <laughs> then do like the scores for for his last five rides, right? Yeah, and say, yeah. okay, now we're going to average these out and attach them to to what you got. And so, then if they told yeah. you, you'd find out. Oh, he was a billionaire the whole time, and he was testing to see who would uh, right treat him like crap or not because how gross he was. Maybe that's what exactly. happened. And whoever exactly. did, whoever treated him the best, gets two point four billion dollars. Dollars. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And sure. you and Brian ain't going to get it now because he hit other. Oh man! Yep, I hit other exactly. I said I would not drive him again. Oh well, I missed out on that million. Oh well, plenty more millions to make. You'll be fine. Yes, exactly. exactly. All right. Uh, well, well done. That was great. And uh, so, what we've learned today is don't drink out of a hose in 2022. Right? 
Shower, uh, at least shower before you get in the lift. Yeah, you know, shower you before you get in the lift. I'm not going to tell you you have to shower every day, but if you're going to be around other people, maybe shower. Yeah, and also know that if you give, listen, men out there or, or ladies, mm-hmm. uh, when you give your significant other an apple, you're really giving them a rose. Oh, right. There you go. See? Yeah. I got you a dozen rose things. Uh-huh. Just a, it's cheaper, <laughs> cheaper, but it's still in the rose family. Right, exactly. I'm yes. sure she'll be just fine with it. I'm sure it'll Perfect. be no problem. All right. Red Fraggle. Incoming. Yeah. Yeah. Coming yeah. the wrecking ball. We're going to get her in here. We're going to have us uh, cool. have us a segment here, folks. So stick cool. uh, stick with us while I push a button that I can't find. Here it is. Right here. Ah, that music cues the inevitable moment where we talk to Amy, uh, a.k.a. Red Fraggle, about what to read this week. Yeah, that's right. This is Read This with Amy. Amy, welcome back to the show. Good morning, friends. Good How's morning. everybody doing? Doing good. How are you? Super. I am doing well. Um, I want to take a couple moments. I promise I won't spend too much time You're on this. You're totally but, fine. You're all good. Um, I, so as people who are on the Facebook and the Discord and whatnot saw, I had a a very tragic thing that happened last week that, of course, echoed back to previous tragic things that had happened in my life. And so that was really, really hard. And so I wanted to say thank you to everyone who reached out to me um, or even, you know, just commented and support. This community is amazing. And I just wanted to to thank everybody for being really kind. And uh, when, when I, I really needed it. So that was really cool. I'm very glad to hear that everybody did that. It's a, you know, it is a good community in that way. When people, when when it matters most, people tend to belly up and do nice things, say nice things, help out where they can. And I don't know, kind of a rare thing. It's a good community for that. It's a great community for that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad also that you could have the time you needed to sort through some of that stuff and we don't have to get into details, but, um, yeah. No, rough. I really can't talk about details, but yeah. I will share. I will share a brief thing if if I if I may. Of course, um, of course. So always. One thing that that kind of helped me through it because you know when so, well, stuff like that happens, you know somebody dies suddenly, especially if they die suddenly, violently, whatever. Uh, there's survivor's guilt, mm. and uh, you know I know a lot of people who. I know it's not just me, but this is my experience with it. Is oh, if I had just done X Y Z, this person would still be with us, right? And so. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of that. Um, and so I started thinking about there's an old story that my mom told me years and years and years ago. A lot of people have probably heard this story where there's a village that's flooding and this old man is there and the boat drives up to him and says, come on, man, we got to get out of here. And he says, oh, no, no, I'm OK. God will save me. And then, you know, the water rises and now he's on the second floor of his house and another boat comes by and they say, come on, man, we got to get out of here. And he says, no, no, I'm okay. God will save me. And then the water rises up to the roof and then a helicopter comes by and, uh, you know, tries to tries to rescue him and he waves them off and says, no, no, God will save me. And of course, he drowns and he's standing there and he looks at God and says, why didn't you save me? And God looks at him and says, are you kidding me? I sent you two boats and a helicopter. What else did you want? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah I've heard that. I heard that yeah. once when I was a kid, that entire thing. That stuck with me pretty hardcore. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And but the thing is, and this is what occurred to me uh, this this past week, and it was I found it really helpful. So I thought I would share in case anyone else has experienced feelings of kind of survivor guilt or I should have done more to help or save this person. No one hears that story and thinks badly of the boat drivers. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. No one, no one hears that story and thinks, well, that boat driver should have gotten out and drowned along with him. Mm. You know, nobody yeah. thinks no, that. No, they're just like, props in the story. They just don't, they don't consider that point of view very often. That's a good point. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, and it's, so it shouldn't be expected that, you know, we will, suck ourselves down into an abyss uh, to try and save someone. And we don't think that of anyone else. And so Wendy, Wendy says this all the time in real steps, you know, being kind to yourself is one of the hardest things to do. So uh, yeah. So that was, that was a, that was a thing that helped me uh, get through this week that, and I have an awesome therapist. So yeah, that's good. Anyway, I'm, I'm glad to hear all of oh. that. I'm glad. I'm glad you had this, some of that stuff to fall back on. I'm glad Wendy's around for this stuff. I'm glad our community's here for you. Uh, this all makes me happy, despite the horrible circumstances that require it. So, yes. Yeah. All right. So on to happier things in today's book. Books. Uh, yeah. Books. So this, it, I know, I'm late to the party because it's the freaking twenty third, but it's Pride Month. <laughs> oh yeah, right. So today's book is. In that theme, and uh, feel free to go ahead and play that clip whenever you would like, All right, here it is. Enjoy. When I was little, my dad used to tell me, Will, you can pick your friends, and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. This seemed like a reasonably astute observation to me when I was eight, but it turns out to be incorrect on a few levels. To begin with, you cannot possibly pick your friends, or else I never would have ended up with Tiny Cooper. Tiny Cooper is not the world's gayest person, and he's not the world's largest person, but I believe he may be the world's largest person who is really, really gay, and also the world's (laughs) gayest person who is really, really large. Tiny has been my best friend since fifth grade, except for all last semester, when he was busy discovering the sheer scope of his own gayness, and I was busy having an actual honest-to-God group of friends for the first time in my life who ended up never talking to me again due to two slight transgressions. Interesting. I want to know more about Tiny, the giant yeah. gay person. That sounds great. Yes. So this book is called Will Grayson, Will Grayson, and it's written as a collaboration between John Green. I know nobody's surprised I'm recommending a John Green book, mm-hmm. uh, but also David Levitan, who is uh, an openly gay author, and he writes he writes lots of YA stuff, but also lots of very LGBTQ friendly gay stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. I think it's his first major book that. Um, got traction was Boy Meets Boy um, and his stuff is really good and it's a, it's a really interesting fun book there are two separate characters in the book both of whom are named Will Grayson and John Green writes for one Will Grayson and David Levitan writes for the other. Oh, that's wild. And, that's a clever way to do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they, and they all sort of come together around this guy, Tiny Cooper. And so it's really, honestly, like Will Grayson is kind of, as you say, like the prop, they're kind of the props in the story and mm-hmm. the real story is about Tiny Cooper. Um, 
So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's great. And it's as funny. The rest of it is as irreverent and funny, but there's some, that's, there's some more interesting, a little, little more emotion heavy things going on in there. And it's a, it's a, it's a YA story. So there's some teen romance, there's some love triangles, there's all that kind of fun things in there, but are yeah. the uh, the styles of the two writers different enough that you can kind of tell as they're writing when it shifts or yes even oh, really? down to even down to like David Levitan at least in Will Grayson Will Grayson his writing is almost teenage text speak it's oh, really? you know there's okay. very wow. little capitalization <laughs> and and things like that so absolutely is it very is a different. dramatic oh, okay. shift yes yeah. you can definitely tell oh this is where john green is writing and this is david levitan over here mm. so yeah it's it's not it's not good omens where you're kind of it's kind of iffy which which pieces are Neil Gaiman and which pieces are Terry Pratchett? No, uh, no, you can you can, you can tell. tell. Okay, <laughs> wow. that's okay. interesting. That's that's a great question too. So, um, this is for those who don't know, John Green's your Fault in Our Stars guy, right? Yes, okay. that is correct. A uh, bunch okay. of other stuff too, but if you're trying to make a, uh, you know, a target of where you've heard that name or what you've seen before, that was a Fault in Our Stars guy who made everybody cry with uh, the Fault in Our Stars. Is this <laughs> is this thing make you cry a bunch, or is it is it a good you know good times as well, like fun? You know. Oh no! Yeah, it, this is this is mostly good times. I mean, like I say, there's there's a little bit of of heavy emotional stuff going on in there, but it's typical teenage emotional stuff. It's not. It's nothing. There's nobody. You know, none of the kids die of cancer or anything sure, <laughs> like sure. that. So. Whenever this comes up, um, I always think of that girl in eighth grade, not my eighth grade, but the movie Eighth Grade. Oh, um, okay. Directed by Bo Burnham, that movie, mm-hmm. and uh, she's it's totally unrelated, but I just just figured out why she looks so familiar and, and Barry, the season of Barry, the girl who's like the young actress working with Sally on her show. That's the, oh, that's yeah. the girl from eighth grade. And it, oh, interesting. So not the, not the woman from the good place. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But like, I see yeah. her and go, Oh, 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 okay. Like she's awesome. She was also in that Texas chainsaw massacre remake that came out last year or this year, whatever it was. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, side, side note there. Uh, so you say this is a, a YA novel, a young adult novel. Would you say, uh, you know, old farts like us would enjoy it or, or, or what? I mean, I, I did. Uh, and, and you know, I mean, you guys were kind of giggling at the front there. And so, yeah, that's most of the book. It's kind of funny <laughs> and it's, I think so. I mean, you know, like I, make a good I movie. enjoy teen stuff, but yeah. And yeah. I mean, David Levitan has written many things that we all know we just didn't know they were his like for example uh the uh N- nick and nora's infinite playlist mm. was first a book by david levitan and then was adapted into the movie with um oh what's her name darcy from the thor movies what uh, yeah uh, yeah um, uh, not uh, um i know who you mean the n- the yes. new girl, what the it, new girl, ah, or not new yeah. girl, but uh, uh, broke girl. Uh, yeah, yeah, broke girl. Yeah, yeah. Cat uh, Dennings. Cat yes. Dennings. Thank you. Jeez, yes, Cat Dennings. Dennings. Yeah, that's her. She's Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. Cat Dennings. That's her. Yes. Yeah. And, she was Nora. Um, <laughs> and and he also wrote. This is actually really funny. And when I was researching for this spot, I learned this. He wrote a book called uh, Dash and Lily's Book of Dares, which was then made into a little mini series that came out on i think netflix over last christmas and my my daughter made me watch it because it was really it's very cute and fun um 
So yeah, but he's written he's written a lot of stuff and uh, and he's done a lot of editing on stuff that you know people people know and he wrote a couple of uh, you know novelizations which I don't tend to enjoy those as much. I like the other way around when mm-hmm. the book is so good they have to make it a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like eh, I don't really need to read a book about a movie. You know, like I already right. saw the movie, but. I don't know, that's just me. Do you watch so, um did you see this the the Christmas movie he made? So I guess he wrote a short story that got turned into a Netflix Christmas movie called Let It Snow, which also appears to be a young adult thing because it's full of teen kids playing these roles. But uh that did that reviewed really well, but I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah. 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 Um, I have not read that, but it's on my list because I think that John Green can, you know, contributed to that one as well. Yeah. And that was a collections of short stories. He seems to be doing just fine. This John Green fella. Oh, yeah. Doing okay. Doing all right. He's doing all right for himself, for sure. Yeah. Well, Um, I still mad at him for making me cry during the fault in our stars because I remember I remember going into that going, ah, teenage thing. This is no big deal. (laughs) This is going to be easy. And then I walked out going (laughs) blubbering. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, did you guys did I ever tell you guys that I was in um, a little short film once? No. No. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'll post the the link in the chat. So a friend of mine named Vandy Beth Glenn, who uh, she was one of the first trans people who was fired for being trans and took it to court and won her job back. And so she made a little fun little short film about that and i have a teeny teeny little part in it but um where yeah are, it was where are you in well, this what like what minute i am about uh so go oh, for a little you. bit more yeah i'm minute the receptionist or yeah minute 19 I'm the receptionist yeah so okay let's take a look me. here there's me yep all right so we're walking through a hall <laughs> you get these two nice ladies talking okay the hallway we're coming to the end yeah sorry it must not be the right thing we skip ahead oh there we go so that's Amy. <laughs> that's awesome. Look at you being all secretarial. I love it. Oh, man, you're like Pam from The Office now. I freaking love it. <laughs> totally, yeah. That's great. I'll probably get a tip. Oh, yeah. The, the best part of that part was like when the when the little guy was up there talking to me, he's, he's being smarmy and trying to be funny at me, and I just kind of stare at him like... Yeah, I don't want to talk to you or be funny with you. I want you to go away from my desk now. <laughs> you know what's throwing so, me is your is your hair it was so long back then. Yeah, I know, I know. Weird, it was. Yeah. I'm growing it back out, but it's still pretty short right now. So yeah, but yeah, so uh, you know, go feel free, go go check that out. It's a it's a hilarious, fun little video about kind of people's perceptions about trans people and. Um, there's a little funny commentary there about how, you know, cis people always think they can tell and they're really often wrong. And, right. uh, <laughs> oh, and you know, the, the stuff that, that people say when they don't think anybody is, is listening. And, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's fun. It's cute. It's uh, a I 10 minute a, little I, watch. So. I, I learned some yeah. years ago not to do that anymore. Maybe 10 years ago. I remember seeing somebody and saying, I think that's, I think that's a trans person. And the camera, whoever said, why? And I said, why? Just isn't there like if they have a big Adam's apple, isn't that a thing where you can just tell? <laughs> like I had this moment of like, I thought uh, I knew the little secret trick to, right, to tell. Right. You, the, you, I was wrong. <laughs> I was totally wrong. Yeah, and what's yeah. dumb, what's dumb about that is that my sister, Wendy, who's beautiful and lovely, has a sizable Adam's apple. 
sure. has some other chode sat on the street somewhere and went, I'll bet that's a trans person looking at my sister. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lesson mm-hmm. I had to learn. You know, you have to learn there's these a, things. There's a great uh, Twitter account, and I can't remember uh, her name right now, and I feel bad, but there, it's a trans woman who really often just goes on like conservative the, the conservative side of Twitter and says, oh, really? You think you can tell? And then she posts pictures of like Gina Davis. Sure. Yeah. And they, they're they always like, oh, yeah, I could totally tell that you're trans. Like, look at your jawline. <laughs> we're like, oh, my God, that's Gina Davis. That's freaking Gina. <laughs> yeah. Are you not only are you stupid, you don't watch movies. What's your problem? Uh, yeah. She drove off a cliff with what's her name and. Susan Saran. Yeah, we didn't get to see how it ended. So there. Right. And she she does it she does it frequently and they keep falling for it. I think most yeah. recently she had pictures. And that. it was pictures of Kelly LeBrock from oh, Weird Science. What? And what? Oh, they just assume because she's got such a strong jawline that she has to be a dude. Yeah. Uh, right. Whatever. Yeah, and it's it is really funny to just watch her kind of troll these people. It's it's you know I'm normally not for trolling, but that that is really yeah, funny. That's some fun to trolling. Me. My favorite yeah. trolling is uh, scammer that scammer YouTuber guy that. Uh, oh, he's great. He plays James an old oh. yeah yes. plays an old lady and and these scammers freak out because he just he ends up getting money from them somehow. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they get all like, mad. Uh, I'm actually worried about him. His, I hope he has uh, like security or something. I'm worried about the dude. He's going to get targeted or something by some psychopath who's had it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, well, there you go. This is a fine recommendation, uh, everybody. So if you want to go check it out, Will Grayson, Will Grayson is what it's called. It's both audio and book form, wherever you get those things. Uh, Amy, anything else you want to mention before we go? Um. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Southeast meetup in September is still happening. So, yeah, I haven't we haven't really move forward on any other plans yet, but we've got the place booked and we've got, we've got plans all cooking September and uh, my husband Chuck are really kind of running that. I'm just, I'm just sort of the person who keeps talking about it. So I don't really, I, you know, it's, it's best that I don't plan things because I would make a mess of it, but they're good at planning things. So they're planning. This is, you sounds basically Chuck is Kim and, you or me, you're me, basically in this Correct. relationship. Yeah. Yes, that that is exactly. There's nothing correct. wrong with that. We're all a team, everybody. It's <laughs> all good. That's why you marry people that are perfect for you. All right. Uh, well, well done, and it's always good to hear from you. I'm glad uh, things are a little less insane than they were last week for you, but um, continued good luck in that regard. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Good Bye. luck on your ride, Brian. Thanks. Appreciate Bye. it. Do you have enough chode butter, or do you need some help with that? You good? I uh, bought an extra tube that I'm actually going to keep with me. Oh, um, so yeah, oh, they'll, 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 I'll have chode butter for miles. Great, miles of chode butter. He sp- really can spread that chode butter out. Is how? It'll yeah. Be. Oh, yeah. It's like what's the brand I'm getting? It's funny. It's it's something like DZ Nuts or something like that. <laughs> really? I mean, it is like there is no hiding what it is. Um, I like that. Just own it. Just go for it. Yeah. Right? Like, who cares? Sounds fine. If they called it chode butter, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Let's see if chode I can find uh, the stuff I bought. Just get it on DZ, Amazon. DZ Nuts. DZ Nuts. <laughs> DZ Nuts. Great. Taking an old Vine uh, uh, meme and turning it into a business. I love it. Right. They're smart. Yep. They know what they're doing. They do. We're smart, too. But we can't be smart until we take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to do a little call now. With listeners, actually, you know what we may do? We may just do the news. I might do that. You know what? That's oh, what I'm really? going to do because we didn't okay. get to any of it. So uh, let's take a break. We'll do a song and then we'll come back and we'll have more. 
Brian, what song sure. are we playing? I'm playing a song by uh, you know how I always like to say where the where the people are from. Uh, like, oh, we're going to, you know, Melbourne, Australia, or we're going to Nashville or wherever. Sure. This this person is smart enough to just put it right there in their name. Leon of Athens is the artist today. Um, they've got a brand new single, um, and uh, they, they just appeared up at uh, over at Bonnaroo, uh, show supporting Arlie. They're going to be at Summerfest in Wisconsin. Um, they just finished a tour. Or he just finished a tour with Yoke Lore, Shaky Knees, and uh, Primavera Sound. Um this song is great. This is just some some great pop, uh, fit right perfectly right in with what we usually play here. Nice. Uh, the song is called Ripped Up T-Shirts, features uh, hip-hop artist Wes Period uh, joining him on this. Here is Leon of Athens. Hit me with electric thunder I just want to feel alive I'm running like there's no way back and I don't wanna go Cause every time I feel dragged under You make a little spark ignite Exploding in the deepest dark And I don't wanna go High in every way Riding every minute on a runway Watching all the birds fly out of the cage With every beat my heart gets stronger Dancing in a ripped up t-shirt Dancing like a freak of nature Stream. Bye bye. 
right, we're back. Please tell me once again who that was. Will do. That's the artist Leon of Athens and a brand new single called Ripped Up T-Shirts. Nice. Now, real quick, this thing I played. Yeah. Uh, Are you keeping up with the Commodore? That Commodore commercial? Yes. Yeah. Was that... I don't remember it playing in the States and the commercial that followed it, because I just captured that little jingle part, they were all Australian. Um, I need Australian listeners. Is that is that was that your thing and we didn't ever get it, or did I just miss it somehow? Because I feel like I was pretty tuned into every commercial that ever came on in the eighties. Right, don't remember this one. And, and consoles and stuff yeah, like that. Because it's saw, for the Commodore sixty four, right? Yeah, it's the sixty Commodore yeah. sixty four, which, you know, as far as where it played, it played everywhere. Or it played where it sold. It sold everywhere, including the U.S. Right. But I just don't, I don't know if we ever got that ad. It felt like our ads were like Alan Alda or something weird. You know, wasn't he doing that? Where Alan Alda's like, yeah, computers. Hey, yeah, beach. but was it? What was it? Was it for the Commodore? I do was remember it. It was Atari. Um, yeah, I remember George Plimpton for the Intellivision. Yep. And oh, you know who did Commodore commercials? Here was. Uh, uh, Captain Kirk, freaking um, oh Shatner, Shatner really? Did him. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Those. So Shatner, sixty four. <laughs> Hold on, that's a com- that's a Shatner console 64. I want to buy. The Shatner sixty four. Oh, I yeah. played that on my Nintendo. Here it is. I'll play one just for funsies. Uh, if it'll work. When it comes to video games, nobody compares to Atari. I find in television more sophisticated and lifelike. Gentlemen, move over for my friend Vic. The oh. Commodore Vic Twenty. The Commodore Vic Twenty. That's what it was. The Vic Twenty. Yeah. I'm thinking the uh, that you know I find the Intellivision to be superior. I, that's totally got to be a play. I didn't see the guy, but that's got to be a play on George Plimpton. Oh, totally right. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. reminds me of him. The way he talks and, and says, "I find the Intellivision." <laughs> Hello. If you don't know who George Plimpton is, uh, a lot of you do because you watched uh, Aladdin as kids, and. Um, in the Aladdin movie, uh, there's a scene where the genie, played by Robin Williams, mm-hmm. does an impression of George Plimpton. Plimpton. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I'd forgotten about and that. And I think a lot of kids love that impression, but don't actually know who he's <laughs> doing. Where it comes from. Yeah. I think that happened a lot with uh, with his improv, because people are like, what? That's like 20 yeah. years my my senior. I don't know. All right. Uh, let's get to some yeah. news here. Uh, news. By the way, the news is brought to you by, by what, Brian? Uh, one last push for donations for my bike ride coming up uh, the day after tomorrow. Basically, 48 hours from now, I will be three and a half hours into a five and a half hour, hopefully, ride. Uh, so, oh my God. <laughs> Thinking about that time frame. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, uh, anyway, that uh, if you want to donate, even five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, um, we've blown away every goal that I've had. So you guys are freaking awesome. Uh, go to tiny.cc slash bike coverville 2022. That's all lowercase bike coverville 2022. How is your aunt these days? Aunt She's Barb. good. She's, uh, yeah. she has been working so much, um, that she hasn't had time to ride. So she's going to do the, the 40 mile <laughs> quote unquote, quote unquote, short ride, uh, the 40 mile ride that takes place up in Fort Collins. So she's she's not going to do the full 150, but uh, she's going to do what a lot of people would consider to be a pretty dang massive That's ride. That's a massive ride. By it's, any, I mean, I, yeah, certainly by my measurement, 10 is a lot for me. Are you kidding? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, exactly. So she's, uh, she's great. Saw her uh, this last weekend. I rode from uh, my house to their house to 
Uncle George and Aunt Barb's house, which is 35 miles south of me. Mm. And um, uh, she met us about a quarter of the way or three quarters of the way there. Uh, George met me about halfway, and then she met us about a quarter of the way. Nice. You, so, and you said, hello, yeah. Barb. Uh, please turn your head while I reapply chode butter. Thank you very much. That's and exactly then right. I yeah. said, I'm re- reinserting some chode butter into my chamois. <laughs> oh, it uses a chamois? I don't know why that makes it worse. No, it's it's, it's called a, like the, uh, I don't know why it's called a sh- like C-H-M, or I'm sorry, C-H-A-M-O-I-S. Yeah. Because the, the actual term is chamois butter oh that's or the, chamois that's, cream yeah but it's uh <laughs> but salami. it doesn't use a chamois i think that that maybe that chunk of padded stuff in your crotch and on bike shorts <laughs> yeah. is is considered a chamois oh okay so if you wanted you could spread eagle on top of a car and shine that thing up real good if you, you wanted. certainly to. could yes yeah. Jeez, all right moving on check out this story oh, hong okay. kong i've been there it's a cool town uh-huh okay like it a lot recommend it Uh, It's a very cool place, very clean. I liked it a lot. Anyway, Hong Kong's iconic jumbo floating restaurant capsizes at sea. Oh, no. Who knew? Uh, Hong Kong's iconic jumbo floating restaurant has capsized in the South Sea of China less than a week after it was towed away from the city, says its parent company. The restaurant encountered adverse conditions, a perfect storm, if you will. On Saturday, as it was passing the Zixi Islands, also known as uh-huh. the Paracel Islands in the South China Sea, the water entered the vessel and began to tip, according to Aberdeen Restaurant uh, Enterprises LTD. The company said no one was injured, but the efforts to save the vessel failed as it capsized on Sunday. Oh, as the water uh, depth at the, or at the seam was over 1,000 meters, it makes it extremely difficult to carry out salvage works. It said in a statement, it said, the company is very saddened by the accident. Uh, let's see, almost 80, the, the ship, by the way, or this restaurant's 80 meters, 250 meters, uh, or 250 feet, 260 feet, can't read, in length, uh, have been a landmark in Hong Kong for over four decades. <clears throat> I remember hearing about it when I was there. Never saw it. Mm-hmm. Serving Cantonese cuisine to over 3 million guests, including Queen Elizabeth II and Tom Cruise. Not at the this, same time, though. <laughs> this thing is amazing. Like, how huge. I, I was thinking, all right, well, it's going to be a vessel that maybe holds, what, 12 or 20 people and mm-hmm. lets, lets them eat. This thing is the size of, like, a small Vegas hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's monstrous. So to have that it all is. go under, this none of this is good. This is bad. It's and it's expensive. funny, I didn't realize the actual name of it was the Jumbo. I thought... That the headline was just describing it as a jumbo floating restaurant. No, it is. It is the rest floating restaurant called Jumbo. Jumbo, yeah. <laughs> I remember we were there. We we discussed doing it, but it was really expensive. And this really? is like mid aughts okay. or whatever, so it was really expensive at the time. And I, I'm I'm sure it's more now. But uh, boom, there you go, underwater fishes. This, uh, this is so totally going to set back the uh, introduction of the flying. Uh, restaurants like we see in the Fifth Element mm-hmm. back several several years yeah. before they could. Yeah, when it, that guy pulling up to is that James Hong? That wasn't James Hong, was it? No, it wasn't James Hong. That was a missed opportunity. They should have uh, made it just, James Hong. Right? Ah, ah. I said Lilo Dallas. I yelled Dallas. <laughs> no one answer. I hang up. <laughs> I love him. National treasure. That James Hong. 97 years old, finally got his star, his walk of fame. He deserves some kind of lifetime achievement had to award. Buy. I mean, you know. Yeah, he's tough to buy it. You're right. But give him an Oscar lifetime achievement thing. I, you know, I was thinking the other day, there's some, there's so many amazing character actors that never get that recognition. 
Yeah. We should do that more. Character actors that have just worked the hell out of Hollywood. You know who? Like Steven Root. Give that guy a Lifetime right. Achievement Award. Steven Root's a great example. Look right? at Never, his IMDb. It's insane. Not usually going to be, or not, you know, not not ever likely to be a leading character, you know, in... in uh, uh, the lead actor in something romantic comedy or something for like all that. I know he's never been I don't think I think yeah. it's always been ancillary but, uh, but he's so, perfect yeah, obviously he makes everything he's in better uh, yes. I saw him again in Justified of course he's on Barry this season and last two seasons he was amazing incredible in Barry he's so God. good on Barry freaking so what's his name Not yeah shrewd. so let's do this let's get rid of uh, let's get rid of the Irving Forbush Lifetime Achievement Award 20 minute Yep. patting people patting themselves on the back thing out of the Oscars and replace that with uh, five character actors of the year awards yes. or, or recognition love that idea yeah. more than just because all you do is you wait for him to die and put him and then maybe remember right. to put him in the ad memoriam thing in the memoriam yeah exactly freaking bastards yes. Hollywood man all right uh, next story in a pinch you might be able to breathe through your butthole okay all right Boy, pinch. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not a great term. I don't like pinch no. being involved. No. It says this. We generally don't like... Oh, this is an article on Yahoo.com, uh, so take it for whatever Yahoo.com news articles are worth, but uh, we generally don't like to think about the fact that there is a large worm-like organ inside of our abdomens. Uh, that sort of thing would usually only ma- uh, only have to make peace with when watching horror comedies like Slither. I don't know why they brought that up. That's weird. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't stop. I never saw Slither. That's a uh, snake, uh, snake horror movie. Yeah. You're right, but it's what's his name? Uh, uh, Guardians guy. Guardians director, right? Oh, really? Um, I think so. Uh, like an early thing for him? Paul Feig. Not Feig. Uh, no, um, no, no, no. Yeah, I James know. James Gunn. James Gunn. Uh, that's it. James Gunn. Yep. Yeah, I never saw that. He wrote it, it really? and directed it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Feel like Why we... don't we have this on our... Uh, look at that. Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks, Michael Rooker. Yeah. Why have we not seen this? I don't know. This is before he went huge with anything MCU related, but uh Why we would we not see this it. for FilmSec? Let me clarify. Yeah. Yeah, we should watch it for FilmSec. Duh. Yeah. We totally should. Um, anyway... Despite being among the creepiest of your internal organs, your intestines play a crucial role in your everyday life. Blah, blah, blah. We know all this. Uh, getting all the oxygen you need. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay, so here's the deal. In the winter, turtles slow their metabolism and get most of their oxygen through their clo- cloaca. Clo- cloaca. I think I said uh-huh. In I mean, a process, I love, love the pause right before you're gonna, you know, have a euphemism for anus. Yep, yeah, I gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta emphasize the, the, sure. <laughs> the emphasis. Sure. Uh, it's Cloaca. called cloacal Cloaca. respiration. Other reptiles and amphibians use similar respiration techniques to breathe out, uh, breathe without using their lungs. So if you happen to be a mammal, however, it's like hard to hard to believe this would work. But recently, some breakthroughs. Brian. Okay. So if All you're right. in a pinch, let's say your pinch is uh, I'm trapped in a hole, or a, a guy's got me in his trunk, or I'm down head first in a uh, in some quicksand. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There you go. Your yeah, body's uh, down. Your your head. I mean, I think you're probably still not going to survive. But no, no, probably not. Um, let's see. That's where you got my arms. How, how do you relax your <laughs> yourself enough to be able to breathe out of your your butthole? I don't even get it. Like, what do you? 
I, I could tell a story that I think will mark me, and I don't want to say. I don't want to do it. Oh, no. Now you have. You set it up. You do I have to say it? Now. Yes. Oh, gosh dang it. Okay. You can't, I'm not going to let you pull this, Johnson. This is the era when I was putting screwdriver bits in my nostril to see how far it would go. Okay? So keep that in mind. We're talking like seventh grade. Yes. I'm bored on a Saturday afternoon. You're so I'm far pu- from that now. So, yeah. yes, we, and we have a hard time imagining if there was ever a time. <laughs> That you would do that. So here's what happened. I, for some reason, (laughs) wanted to know, okay, gosh dang it, I can't believe I'm saying this. It's, you know, that zone down there, it's an exit only zone. Sure. For old Johnson here. It's not interested in any other activity there. (laughs) You know, it is what it's for. But I remember once in seventh grade, uh, laying on the floor, once again, bored, and there's no screwdriver bits to put in my nostrils, so what else am I going to do? <laughs> okay. I decided to, to to sit in kind of like downward-facing dog yoga f- position. Well, I wouldn't have uh-huh. known that at the time, but that's kind of what it is. And I learned how to... <laughs> I learned how to suck in air and then blow it out again. Through your butt? Through my butt. And my really? sisters, my sisters, who were horrified, can confirm this because... As soon as I figured it out, I was like, Misha, Wendy, get in here. You guys got to see this. And I would like, did you? I figured out how to do it and I could, you know, I could like, really? Did you have in. to, you didn't have to do any sort of manual manipulation, cheek manipulation no, to, uh, nothing. Really? Yeah. It was a weird, and, and honestly, I think it may have been the only time I attempted it because I don't think I ever, like, it wasn't like after that I was like, I can't wait at school to show everybody this. <laughs> You know? Three o'clock, there's the bell, time to go home and, and breathe <laughs> yeah. and so suck in farts. There's my very intimate seventh grade horror, horror story. Hope you all enjoyed it. That's hilarious. Somebody said, uh, Matuba said that back when we were kids, we called those farter starters. I've never heard that before. Farter starter. So I wasn't the only farter one. Starters. Apparently not. Like, uh, yeah, a lot of people. Well, that's always true, right? You're never the only yeah. one doing a dumb thing. Someone who said that they've done this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But it wasn't like. You know, it just was like, oh, no way. I can make my own farts. <laughs> it was just like this moment of discovery. Like recycling is basically what you're doing. It's kind of what I was doing. Exactly. I was helping the environment, Brian. Don't let anyone tell you different. Very good. Excellent. Uh, French's has unveiled Canada. Canada! There it is. Next favorite summer treat, the ketchup-flavored ice pop. Mm. Ooh, oh, I don't know about that. Mm. Well, uh, I know I would probably try it, but I ain't buying these. No way. No. Uh, uh-uh. Let me put them up on screen. So I mean, I try. You know what? Let me rephrase that. I would try it for the show. And it's, I've had, you've had V8 tomato juice. I right? love V8. And you like that cold? Yeah, I love it. Had one this morning. Had a spicy V8 this morning. Mm. There you go. I don't think this would be that far away from, from that. I know I, it's ketchup versus V8, but. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think it would be okay. We'd try it and then I, if we hated it, we'd never have to do it again. That uh, that Lewin's ice cream or whatever the name is, the, the unusual name, they've got a Grey Poupon flavored ice cream. That, Ooh, uh, blah. So that you could have your mustard uh, ice cream and your ketchup popsicle. Yep. Let them melt together and then dip your corn dog in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it says here, uh, these French is known for its iconic tomato ketchup. have unveiled a very questionable summer treat, they call it, unless maybe you're Canadian. The French sickle, a f- ketchup flavored uh, ice pop created by French's. The condiment maker was released as a summer huh. snack for a limited time only. So Canadians, 
Get in there. I never get it done. Do you connect French's with ketchup? I only connect them with mustard. Same. So French's makes ketchup too. They do, but I only think of mustard. You're right. We yeah. have been. We have either either we're less exposed to them as a brand. I guess we all have Heinz or whatever. Canada, yeah, maybe in Canada, French's uh, does both. And you guys do ketchup everything up there. They put on like potato chips and you know they flavor right. stuff with ketchup all the time. And ketchup right. has a big sugar content, so yeah. maybe that's what makes this toler- tolerable. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, uh, here's the catch. You have to trek to the Great White North to get them. So if you want oh. them, that's the best you can do. Uh, it's currently all available in Vancouver, British Columbia, Toronto, Ontario, and Leamington, Ontario. Hmm. Uh, it will be there till June 24th. So you've only got a day. <laughs> uh, right. Your condiment just got a lot cooler, says French's on a social media post. Uh, I love creating treats that appeal to Canada's diverse tastes. Says Happy Pops founder Leela Keshavi. I started Happy Pops to bring all natural, excuse me, natural uh, handcrafted flavor to Canadians. So French's locally grown ketchup is a perfect pairing. Hold on, locally grown ketchup. I guess locally p- tomatoes. Grown ketchup, tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. It seems yeah. like you'd say they're. I don't know. It makes it sound like ketchup made from locally grown tomatoes, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm supposed to assume yeah. it, and that's probably right. Sure. Anyway. If a Canadian has these and then we'd like to freezer box them to us, we'll eat them. But that sounds really expensive, so don't do it. <laughs> That's a very expensive proposition, but we would totally do it. We would yeah. totally do it, but I I don't want you to spend that money. So unless you're like loaded, you know, yeah. you're like Mike Myers living in, you know, Canada or wherever, whatever. Some famous right. Canadian right. has all the money in the sure. world. Justin to send those Timberlake to is uh, getting ready to send these to us. I always forget he's Canadian. He is, isn't he? And did yeah, he, but I'm sure he lives in California. Did he really bring sexy back, though? Can I we think hold he him? did. Did he? I think he did. It, yeah, in a, in a big way. Okay. I mean, not just uh, Janet Jackson's nipple. I mean, more than you that. Know, I'm sorry. Not Justin Timberlake. Justin Justin Bieber. Timberlake was born in Tennessee. Justin Bieber. Bieber. Was, was the okay. Justin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. But, but I. But it's easy to mix. You know, whatever. They're all heartthrobs, and it's got to be May and all That's that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, thousands of fine- well, the, oh, the yeah. chat room did not. Uh, nobody corrected me. Thank goodness on that one. On on thinking Justin Timberlake. We all think, yeah, Justin Timberlake is nice. He could be Canadian. Sure, he seems nice <laughs> enough. He seems all right. Yes. And there's probably some story I don't know about. Keep your emails to yourselves. All right. Right. Thousands of penis fish. <laughs> I love today's news. Washed up on a Californian beach. I don't know why it doesn't just say California beach, not Californian beach. Why? Why? Oh, the beach that belongs to California. It's a Californian beach. Californian. Oh, know. my God. Look at these things. Yeah, it's they like look I'm like watching, uh, uh, what's that TV show, Big Mouth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is like that. You know what else it's like? It's like uh, those those mukbang eater ASMR people. Right. This is, they eat these things. This is a delicacy in some parts of Holy uh, cow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, some of these 10 inchers, they can grow up to be 30 centimeters in length. That's how big they can get. Apparently have uh, have been disturbed, picked up from their quiet life, and strewn across the beach as far as the eye can see. And people are stoked about it. They're all running around taking pictures. Uh, this thing's also called the fat innkeeper worm. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, but only by the people who just don't want to say penis fish. Yeah, that's a good point. Why wouldn't you? Uh, let's see. Uh, I had no idea what they might be. Oh I went God. on for two, it went on for two miles, says uh, David Ford, a local resident who was out there checking these things out. Uh, just to make you feel a little more sick, he says, I walked for another half an hour and they were scattered everywhere. There were seagulls lined up on the beach the whole way, having eaten eaten so much they could barely stand. 
<laughs> oh, there's a great joke in there somewhere. Somewhere, right? yeah. Would you yeah. eat one of these? Like it's a, it's they Would eat I them eat in it? Asia. They eat they they it's a it's a delicacy in some Asian countries. I imagine, right? I imagine you know if it was served as a as a sushi, like you know, in a roll or something, probably. Yeah. Why not? Little penis fish never hurt anybody. I just I don't think I'd want it to look like this when it's on my plate. Like basically, you know. Fillet it, deep fry it, something. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, don't have it in that shape. I don't not want that. in that shape. Yeah, cut it up in little little circles. Nope, I don't want the D, the D fish. <laughs> I don't want the D fish. <laughs> that fish is a real D fish. All right, moving on. We're done with email. That's going to do it for the show, everybody. Uh, my sister should be back in a couple of weeks. I'm not sure if it's next week or the week after, but cool. she is uh, enjoying some time out with her family in uh, parts of Europe. So. Scandinavia, if you will. It's probably a little weird over there because, like, uh, Finland's right next door to, um, well, both Russia and, I don't know, how does it work yeah. over there? They're next to, I something. mean, it's, Are yeah, it's on the close U- to Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. yeah, Ukraine's butted up against them, I guess. And they were, and Russia was all pissed at them because they just signed the NATO, they got into NATO against uh putin's wishes so i was like oh you really want to go there right now it just seems like they're a little targety aren't they separated by the um they have a border uh, with russia i know that they do their northern border right yeah uh border let's see here but you know like i'm sure it's fine and they haven't done anything they they haven't followed through oh yeah here it is russia sends nuclear capable missiles to the border with finland so they're they're oh yeah they do along i did not realize that that their whole eastern border is uh is russia things could get nuky you know yeah yeah i don't want things to get nuky we can help it right. all right uh world world problems aside we uh wanted to thank all our patrons for supporting the show patreon.com slash tms big thanks to everybody for doing it the show doesn't exist without you so your continued support means everything for us and the morning stream uh, gigantic thanks to all of you still time to get in for the month ends next month brand new stuff of course and uh, there's plenty of reasons why you should join just go read about them at patreon.com slash TMS for all other inquiries of any kind or sort you can find them at the morning or sorry more uh, frogpants.com slash TMS that's what I meant to say and if you'd like to sure. email us you got a problem you got a th- happy thing to tell us you're mad whatever the morning stream at gmail.com Okay, Excellent. Brian, uh, before we go, any um, uh, programming notes? Uh, no no Coverville today because you're riding, right? No Coverville today. No Guess the Connection tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going on a long ride today. 25 miles plus today just to be the last big ride before the – or really the last ride before the big ride. Um, and so, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm also going to be a guest on the Pokemon Go podcast tonight for their special 301st episode. Oh, my. 301. Because I was – 301 because I was, you know, a regular on there for a long time and uh, celebrating 301. Well, really, they should've... celebrated 300, but I was at the concert last week. Oh, so I... okay. It's still an iconic yeah. number. It's cool. It's still an iconic number, yeah. You should have yeah, waited so. till 311 and then worn something with amber in it. Oh, uh, it would be the color of my energy. Yeah, the really color of your energy would have be. been the amber color, yes. yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, well, that'd be good. Watch for that. Uh, Film Sack this weekend, it's in the form of a watch along. We watched Baywatch. And uh, we'll be putting that out. Why? Well, because Brian will be gone. So not a, not a normal mm-hmm. film sack this week. But we do right. have content for you. And there will be Dungeons this weekend. And I'm... Oh, Core tonight. Big Core coming up. Check it out. Core tonight. 
<laughs> we got core. Core's great. We love core. So be there for core. Yeah. All right. That's at five o'clock tonight at, uh, for, if you want to be there live. All right. That's it. Let's get out of here. We need to play a song. What sure. do you got? Uh, Annette Moss wrote in and said, happy birthday to my wonderful husband, Devin. Uh, maybe I'll buy you a tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. Oh, I think that's a cue. So two clips. Uh, let's see. Hold on here. Trouble maker. That's not it. <laughs> here it is. It's a tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. What was the other one? Uh, birthday. Just oh, that. birthday. Happy just birthday. the birthday. Okay. Here's that. Well done. I love that one. Yeah. Uh, she says, anything by, uh, any covers of or by the band Rush? Well, mm. no problem. Uh, Rush, several years ago, back, uh, well, almost 20 years ago, released an album called Feedback, where they covered a lot of the artists that influenced them growing up. Speaking of Canada, um, one of those bands was the Yardbirds and a song called Heart Full of Soul. Here is Rush from Feedback covering Heart Full of Soul. Get hard and lonely Deep in dark despair Thinking one thought only Where is she? Tell me where I'm if she says to you She don't love me Just give her my message Tell her of my plea And I know show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com
I have a good excuse. I'm part gay. Oh, happy Pride Month, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.